Welcome to the Opulence Podcast, everyone. For the listeners today, we have your higher self on here, aka El Chapo. <laughs> What's on the menu for today for discussion is going to be, you know, it's going to be a really deep discussion today about a lot of different things, including copywriting, the way the world is going, astral projection, and um, yeah, your higher self is a awesome guy you know just going through his twitter profile it seems like he's on some really cool stuff um he's really he seems very passionate about aesthetics and the way the world is moving and just overall improvement so really excited to talk to him and um want to give him a space real quick just to talk a little bit about himself and um, what he's working on and where he's heading and his journey thanks man i I appreciate you guys having me on here um I'll get started with uh, really how I created this Twitter account and uh, got into aesthetics, you could call it. Um, About a year ago during COVID, I thought, well, I I need to get away to make money online. So just like everyone else was thinking, they created Twitter accounts and thought, oh, maybe I'll sell like a product or, or a Twitter growth guide or whatever it may be. And I was like, hmm. Seems to me that I am not the only one that had this idea. So I realized like my best chance is probably affiliate marketing for some sort of product. So that's what I do make money off of that Twitter account. That's the purpose it served thus far. But at the same time, I started out and I was kind of just posting pictures with a quote because I realized people really resonate with an image more than they resonate with like words. So my account started to grow a little bit and I eventually realized that posting beautiful real life pictures, not classical Baroque and Rico art art was the way to go. It was just either like women or location or like a, a cathedral, whatever it is, especially women in tennis skirts that seems to do really well on the timeline for some reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh that's kind of like how I've created this account. And I think the greatest thing this account has let me do is not make money off the internet or, you know, gain a lot of followers. Cause honestly, like the amount of followers you have doesn't matter as long as like your audience has a connection with your account. And what I'll say is it's the networking that's really made it the best for, for Twitter. Honestly, like I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't have the network of this little, you know, tunnel of information. So that's that's kind of how the account started. I'm uh, I'm in my early 20s. I am currently in college, sadly, but I do (laughs) plan on studying persuasion as a whole. I I do door to door sales. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do. And I also plan on getting into copy. I've been studying it for a little bit. By no means am I an expert, but I am an avid student. Yeah, I'm shit. That's exactly what I am for copywriting. Go for it, Cody. Yeah, man, dude. That's awesome, man. And it just seems like your path that you're the path that you're going down is like such a good one. And it's just going to lead you to great places. And yeah, I really loved what you said about that tunnel of information and the networking being the most valuable part of this community, man, because that's definitely been what's been the most 
powerful part for me as well, you know, and just the person I've become through that process. So I feel that a million percent. Money Twitter has shown me more about money in, especially in the past, like two months, the last two months have been nuts on money. Twitter. All these other dudes have been flooded out. Uh, there's still, a, I mean, not all of them, but I feel like a lot of people are realizing some of these accounts are straight phonies, you know, and I've even been a phony too. Cause when I first got on Twitter, I was just, bro, I had no idea what I was doing. So if I got results literally in any sort of way, I would just try to monetize it naturally. You know what I mean? So it, it was, it was just money. Twitter is pretty much, I, it should be worth money. Like you should have to pay to get access to what we learn every day. It's insane. Stumbling upon money Twitter is pretty, uh, you know, it's kind of like a once in a light. It is. It, but it, it is. is. It's, it's becoming more normal because technology, but like, it's the first time we've seen it really. Cause I can connect with someone in another country and do business with someone in, you know, Asia. Whereas that I could never really like as a kid in college, not, not do that. But um, one thing I will say is that I never, that's kind of like also how I got into aesthetics. I, because I do love art. That being said, like I was positioning myself as like, a, I don't, I don't really know. It was just like a Twitter account for information. And like ancient wisdom. And I was like, I, I really am not as smart as some of these other people. So I don't want to position myself as an expert in something I'm not. But one thing I, I think I know a decent amount about would be art. Because I've taken a lot of art classes. And I've really enjoyed it beyond what I imagined I would have before I even touched like a branch of philosophy. Because that's what art is at the end of the day. It's just the study of what is beautiful. You know, I honestly forgot that you have like 13,000 people following you. For some reason, I was just like, I, I don't know. I just, sometimes I don't think about that. Uh, so now I have to change my no, plan. Um, that is, uh, yeah. Um, art in general is, I think it is making a comeback for sure, but it was, it was lacking in the, in the modern world art in general is totally lacking and i i don't know how many of your followers are in the money twitter space and like how many of them aren't but i'm sure you've gained probably a quite a bit that aren't simply just because art is timeless you know art is one of the probably one of the first things that people really wanted to get good at and be recognized for you know same thing with uh science People actually wanted to move the world forward. Now they just want to go on, you know, I mean, people, you know, want to do TikTok and shit. It's crazy because like art and science almost used to be infused in a sense. And I don't know what I'm talking about when I speak on that. I do know that at some point they were like intertwined. So they proved the same thing. But the thing with art is that it is a timeline of our historical emotions as humans throughout time. And you see this in like early art, like if I were to say, you know, Leonardo's, any image by Leonardo is like an exact replica of a real person or like Caravaggio is an exact replica, 
and the fine detail it takes to get a Caravaggio versus what we have now, which is kind of just absurd and rude. And it's kind of distasteful. And it's so distasteful because we're so numb to the stimulus that we see every single second on our phone. On Like our attention span is the biggest thing that we need to maintain and preserve throughout the future. Because without that, we're, we're fucked. For sure, man. Man, I, I love the way you described art. It was just <laughs> incredible, you know. Uh, yeah. You're clearly well-versed on it, uh, much more than myself. Um, but, it would, yeah, it was just a great perspective. Something just kind of clicked for me there, uh, which was really cool. Um, to kind of steer the conversation a little bit backwards, uh, what you were kind of touching on before, um, just out of curiosity, uh, so – what affiliate products are you kind of, I guess, promoting in the DMs? Just because I'm curious, if you don't mind sharing that. And then, um, and then also, what has your journey been uh, with copywriting and where do you see that going and et cetera a little bit? Because I know Brandon will be able to touch on that as well. Yeah. Um, as of right now, I haven't really been focusing too much on affiliates as much. And honestly, I should get back into it. I promoted, um, Terminate Visor by, uh, Dante's Leo, um, Ego Self-Sufficiency. And those are like the three main that I've really pushed. Obviously everyone has, what's it called? 90 days, uh, self-sufficiency or life math monies program. Everyone has that one, but. Honestly, it was really crazy, too, that, like, I was kind of looking for a little path, like, a, a way to get, you know, focused on my future when I was on Twitter on my personal account. And I bought Life Math Money's program, and it, it really uh, helped me, honestly. But um, I think the biggest thing is you can buy all these programs at the end of the day, but if you're not putting them into action, then it means absolutely nothing. You of course, have like mental masturbation. Oh, I'll buy this program, then I'll have that skill. I'll, I'll buy this program, then that program, then that program. Then I'll be set. It's like, no, you need to fully read and digest each program at least like 10 times before you really start to, you know, digest, like become what the program's about. I agree with that. that, man. Brandon, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm about to get, uh, just to touch on that, I'm about to buy probably the. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be the last course because now when I start making more money, I feel like there's going to be some super, super cool courses that I'll get just because I know they'll be super valuable. You know, I mean, did y'all hear that? What was that? Uh, that was my Discord. That's oh, I was like, um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, fuck, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, cold email. Okay, so, yeah. Um, the cold email wizard, I, I know his course is just insane, apparently. But I don't know how, in, like, I, I'm pretty sure it's great. I know it's great. But I do know how to get cold email clients just by myself. Like, I've been doing that by myself, just by process of knowing, like, a couple things before I got started with, uh, I guess, outreach and just a little bit of research. I figured out how to get emails and send personalized emails to people. And try to get clients, you know, 
So I don't know how much I need this, but I feel that there is, and I don't, I mean, I feel, or I know that there's going to be stuff in there that I can use to just probably bolster the, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, the, I guess what I'm already doing right now, it'll just supplement it. You know, I can, I maybe I get more responses or I get, uh, I learned how to automate it better. I know there's going to be something in there that it's just going to be deadly for what I already have going on. And I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, I do see myself getting like other courses though, as I mentioned, you know, if I were to like, uh, JK, for instance, I mean, I hear bow and arrow is just dangerously good for, for writing. It's just super helpful. There's a lot of potent information in there to help you be more creative. Uh, also when Cardinal Mason releases a course, I'm definitely getting that. I don't know if you know who that is. That dude is, uh, he's new kind of to the space, but he is on another level. The, the, he's 22 uh, and he's insane. He sent me an email blast the other day and it is like stuck in my head now. It's about writing and writing quickly. So not if you get X amount of clients, right? If you get three clients, um, you don't want to be spending a long time sending your emails. You want to be able to bang them out in probably less than an hour, you know, and if you're getting paid monthly and maybe, I don't know how many emails you would send, uh, maybe 15 or whatever, or 30, even, you know, that would only be 30 hours. And so over a month, 30 hours is not long. You know, you could put four hours in for a week and then just do the last three weeks. I'm just kind of brainstorming here, but he definitely told me that's like what he nailed is drilling into my head. And a lot of the people on his email list, obviously, is that speed and efficient like skill, obviously, but speed and skill are the best ways to start writing. Because if you can't, I mean, you can be a great writer, but if it takes you forever to write one email, it's going to be really, really hard for you to get a bunch of clients. And I'm not talking to you. I'm just talking out in general. Uh, to get a bunch of clients, dude, because you won't, you won't be getting shit done and people are going to be like, dude, what the hell? You know, you got to be fast on it because if you get for both parties, for your client and for you, because you want more time and they want it done quickly. So that's, that's the main thing that I'm doing right now is uh, when it comes to writing is I'm just trying to just blitz through it and make it really good still. You know, blitz through it, make it really good. That is that is my whole thing with writing right now. I don't know. I don't know how I got on that. What I just talked about. I don't know how how that started, Cody. No, that was great, man. That was that was there was a lot of insight right there. Um, That's what I do, baby. That's what I do, bro. That's what I do. El, El Chapo, what you what you got on that? You do you have thoughts? Um. Yeah, it's definitely all about how much time you're willing to put in because you can like do cold outreach by yourself and email 500 people and you'll be good and pretty much yeah you could also pretty much only need to send a thousand yeah and then you or you could you probably stream, don't even need to send that you could just streamline it probably with some software that's easily available on the internet and buy a course and just get results that way oh yeah it's over with for sure no it's happening i like your point though about writing it fast and getting it done quickly because you need to be a professional because like the biggest thing I've realized when I'm trying to sell my copywriting 
as a service. I'm really trying to sell myself as a person first. Then I'm trying to sell my skills and how much I can benefit them in value because they only care about results at the end of the day. If I can make the money, I make money. It's, it's that simple. If I make oh, them, that simple. I make money. The only thing is, is you got to be good enough to make them money. And the question is, are you good enough to make the money? And how long is it going to take you to get good enough to, to make the money? And both those questions are answered by yourself because you're the, you, you have to put in the time. You have to put in 500 emails of cold outreach. And then that'll help your, your skills in copywriting. But by no means is it going to make you a great copywriter. I think you can, you know, it's really all about doing it every day. If you do something every day, it, you'll get better at it no matter what. If you do it every day for however long, a month, three months, a week, two weeks, 60 days, you do something every day and you repeat it 150 times a day, you'll do it. You'll be fucking fantastic at it. But it's repetition. Every single thing that I write for the most part, unless I'm just like literally just talking shit with Cody on text, I think of it from a copy perspective at this point. And I try not to publish things that are stupid. I mean, sometimes on Twitter too, because Twitter is Twitter. You know, it's, uh, it's not really my main moneymaker. It's never going to be. I mean, of course I'll make money, but I still want to be myself, you know, and be able to shit post. But, um, yeah, uh, the thing that I do the most, and like we both mentioned, we're not experts yet. And so I just want everyone to, you know, but there's, this is still, I said yet, bro. I'm not an expert yet. I'm going to be an expert. So yeah. I'm learning quick. I must, bro, y'all need to listen is what I'm saying. Uh, one thing that I do that I recommend everyone does that I have also been taught to do, and this isn't my idea is to literally bro, just copy what the good people are doing. It's not hard. Of course you need to be writing all the time. So I recommend when you text someone and I'm talking to you or Cody and everybody and myself too included is, and I'm just kind of drilling this in my head as well, as I mentioned is when you text someone, use it, obviously have logic and don't get emotional and don't be crazy, but start conversations, start thinking of persuasion, you know, like really start trying to get your way and start having fluency in your words and writing persuasively and, and trying to get good answers all the time, everywhere, including when you're talking to people, like you want to get what you want. It's just how it is. As a copywriter, you're trying to get something. So you need to start getting something all the time. And that needs to be your mindset all the time. And that is something that I'm learning currently is just all the time. I need to be trying to persuade people. And a lot of times people think that's sinister. And to that, I would say, I just don't think you're very smart. If you think that, however, persuasion is so important in general. If you want to get girls, if you want to get good deals in life. If you want to really do anything, it's just a helpful tool. And especially for copywriters. But as I mentioned, start copying other people. Don't copy them. Like don't just literally copy and paste them. But what they did, if it works for you, it's going to work for you again. And you can use it on your own email list. So what I recommend is subscribing to and, and trying to hear from and start asking who are good email lists that you, that I can subscribe to that have great copy that I can just start copying because there are some deadly email lists out there and some deadly Twitter people, especially that on Twitter that just post things, um, that you should be copying. 
because it works and they're doing the same thing. And th- this is where it gets kind of weird because people think this is like a, a weird concept, but it's, I don't understand that. It's just, uh, that's a loser mindset. If you know anything about anything, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but sports, right? The Patriots, and that's probably the worst example because they copy everything and get caught for it apparently. But like the Broncos, right? They study their opponents. They copy what works. If they see a route that works, they're like, ooh, ooh, UFC, right? When someone learns a new move, everyone's doing it. Why wouldn't they? Because it's not theirs. It doesn't make any sense. So when it comes to writing, dude, it doesn't matter, bro. Like go and get a client, go and get a client, even if you don't know what you're doing and just start copying other people. And you're going to be probably a lot better than whatever the hell they were doing before because they run a business. You know, you're not trying to sell your copywriting to a great writer. I mean, you might eventually because someone doesn't want to, they got other things to do and they know you're a good writer. So they're just going to pay you for it because it's a no brainer. I'm not going to write this. I'm just going to sell it. (laughs) But uh, I forgot my fucking point. Fuck. No, man. I think that was, I think that was great. Uh, I think you made a lot of good points there that people can take from. And um, I loved, I love what you were, you know, touching on and hitting the nail on about, um, you know, copying, copying and taking from other people, like the formulas for success are already out there. And really all you have to do is like put your own twist on it and like add your own personality to it all day long, including fitness, right? Like that's another great example. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, It works for everything. And, and like letting your ego just, you know, go to the wayside just a little bit and, you know, learning you know learning from other people is just such a valuable powerful tool um so i just want to steer the conversation a little bit into the next topic uh el chapo um what (laughs) what are your what are your thoughts on um you know the state of the world the way the world is going right now covid uh you know because i i know that you probably have um a deep understanding of what's going on out there, especially since you're going to college, especially since you're doing door-to-door sales. Oh, Uh, definitely want to hear your perspective on that. Well, I've been saying for the past like three, four years, I kind of realized that the monetary system we use is, you know, flawed in general. It's, it's just not going to work eventually. Um, COVID hasn't helped it at all. We're, we're in a bubble. It's going to pop. It's just a matter of time. We are looking at, you know, divorce rates, dies. We're looking at, like, lowest childbirth, highest, what? It's like we can see a credit card a week or something from microplastics. Our seas are fucked. Global warming apparently is an issue, even though it's debatable. Uh, it's, it's just all so tiresome, to be honest. And the fate of the world, I, I think every civilization has to And we're in the, you know, beginning stages of the fall of America, in my opinion. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I love America. I love what it stands for. I love what it did stand for, freedom. But I, I really, you know, 
pray that something works out. But at the same time, like after studying history and it being one of my favorite subjects and kind of like looking at civilizations over time and just from what I've heard, you know, I'm no expert, but from what I've heard is civilizations usually end with like two things, pedophilia and people worried about their gender. Gender, yep. And, you know, all I'm going to say is like, the whole point of the government is to ensure our freedoms, not our safety. Maybe we have a military, but if they're just going to impinge safety on us and say, Hey, give us a little bit of your freedom. We'll promise you, which is never true safety. It's just, it's not, it's not a good system. It's democracy is a, a sham. Probably it gives people the facade that they have, you know, a say in our government gives them something to care about. Uh, the lady who got gorilla glue stuck in her hair, her vote is equal to mine and yours and Brandon's and Cody's. It's just kind of like, you know, like maybe we should have an intellectual democracy, you know, maybe you should be able to articulate both sides and understand both sides and prove and persuade why you want a certain side. You know, like maybe it's religious reason, maybe it's, you know, freedom, social liberation, whatever it is. Okay. But it's really so tiresome that like propaganda is everywhere. You know, if you know anything, the first thing like I realized after I started studying persuasion is it's fucking all around us all the time. The single most persuasive word is because, and that's just because that weird? We, yeah we need a rational explanation for something others like and and so and so well there's this like if you just say like we're gonna go get tacos because it's tuesday some people will just be like okay yep yeah <laughs> that sort of thing because because it's thursday or whatever it is but yeah uh you know i ordered that book i forgot who it's by like the art of ah oh, fuck I'm, I'm gonna butcher this i don't know what it is the psychology of persuasion that's what it's called uh it'll be here tomorrow i'm very excited yeah i'm learning a lot about that uh persuasion is insane it's you know it's probably one of the most powerful things if you're the best at it if you're not the best at it then like it's cool but like if you're the best at it like you're fucking bill clinton at persuasion you're crazy (laughs) jordan Uh, So I definitely got some thoughts on what you were saying. And I agree with it all. Like, (laughs) I agree with what you were saying uh, 100%, you know, uh, based on what I've seen as well. Um, I'm actually in the military currently. I have like 10 months left on my contract. Um, And yeah, I'm I'm seeing it in the system. Like, the systems that we have are outdated. And I think like Joe Rogan said, he had... A really good example of, um, you know, kind of what part of the issue is, is like he said something along the lines of uh, if the founding fathers saw what was going on now and saw how the government was ran now, they would be like, wait, you have these smartphones, you have all this information come to you and, you know, all this crazy stuff and you haven't like 
changed the like rewritten it like you know it's just it it's mad dude like the divorce court the, system, were you talking about the constitution um i guess it touches yeah a little bit um you know i think the the first two amendments are great but i think oh, a lot shit. of the other yeah yeah but i think a, a lot of the other ones can uh are tricky you know and um fuck I lost the biggest, my the biggest issue is that they're coming after the first and the second, though. And that's what Chapo is saying. That's the point of being an American is to have freedom of speech, which we're losing because the left is funneling insane pieces. And if you go against it, then you are ridiculed. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what is the Second Amendment again? Uh, right to bear arms. What is it? And that's, yeah. that's crucial because the Second Amendment like supports the First Amendment. If we don't have the Second Amendment, we no longer have the First Amendment. Facts. Military right now, ten months left is actually why I stay in. You know, like if oh, I would, if if they like found my Twitter profile and I had my face on there and I was like clearly me, and they found it and like found certain things I was saying, like I'm out. You know. Wow. Yeah. And like, that's, that's literally like you were talking about creating, you know, a culture kind of touching on creating a culture of fear. And, and when the most powerful military in the world is, <laughs> you know, pushing for that as well, it, it, stru- it puts so much fear in my heart for what's going to happen next, you know, but at the same time, I really make it a point in my own life to, you know, keep positive thoughts flowing, not to, you know, think about fear porn all day and just focus on what I got to do at the end of the day, you know, and I think that's the most important thing because there are things in this world that you can't control, but you can control a lot about what happens to you, how you, how you move, how you operate and uh, how you grow and push forward, you know, so. Uh, what is the, uh, what is the door-to-door sales teaching you, bro? That's probably so valuable. Yeah, that was uh, probably one of the best experiences I've ever done. Um, basically, it's it's taught me mindset above all else because you're knocking on a lot of fucking doors every day and not a lot of people are interested in what you even have to say. So rejection was huge and uh, persuasion as well, too. Because you can persuade more people than others at a door. And it is interesting to see in the amount of people that I interacted with and, you know, had to talk to. And I did the same exact wording almost every time. Switched it up a couple times, but like the same presentation at each each door. And uh, that helped the verbal skills a lot and like really learning how to speak and what words to speak rather than what words not to speak. Like you don't want to say like contract, you want to say agreement or paperwork. You know, you don't want to say cost. You want to say investment, just simple things like that. But another huge thing that I learned that is really crazy is if you just agree with somebody, but then just continue to push through, that is like it's really hard for them to close the door if they're an agreeable person. You're just like, you know, I don't, I'm not really interested in your product. I'm like, man, I know you're not interested in my product. I'm with you a hundred percent, but here's why it's different. 
and just you keep going and she just keeps says no 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 it's just it, it's agreeing with people is a really easy way to just learn persuasion at least start being more persuasive but in a sense like still pushing your your point or your goal in the conversation that's going to help uh, that's going to help you a ton with copy obviously yeah that's the thing yeah just writing it down they're basically like the same thing in a sense but it's just writing it down versus knocking on someone's door because you want to be as quick and as easy as possible and as seamless like you want the words to flow effortlessly Mm -hmm. you don't want the flow like the words to be like wait what's this word mean and then just stop reading because people people will not read your your work at the end of the day it's editing's huge and copy and doing your market research is huge those are probably the two biggest things yeah oh yeah having like a unique point about your your market research for sure Mm -hmm. you don't have that you're dead yeah there's just no point in trying you're gonna be doing triple you're gonna be in your head running laps trying to figure it out oh trying to see like what works what doesn't maybe it does maybe it doesn't um yeah, dude. Fuck that, was, that was some great stuff on persuasion, man. You just taught me like yeah, that's like, a, things just clicked for me. And I'm like, whoa, um, you know, who are like the best salesmen, the best salesmen that I've come across, which is crazy. The guys at GMC are like so good because they're just so focused <laughs> and they're always like 10 steps ahead of you because they're just like in great physical shape and it puts them in great mental shape. And yeah, like every time I've gone there, you know, especially like the first two or three times I went there, like a few years ago, you know, like I just noticed that immediately and uh, how important persuasion is. And it it can make you feel like really small when you, you are the one that's getting persuaded. And it's almost like you have no say in the matter, like you're done, you know. So do you do you? Yeah, I do know. Yeah. Uh, do you? Why did you, t- why did you mention astral projection at the beginning? Um, so when we were talking on the spaces, uh, we were talking about a bunch of different stuff on there. Oh, I think of- I was drunk. Yeah. We were, we were talking about a bunch of crazy stuff on there. And, uh, I mentioned astral projection just like momentarily and, um, your higher self caught it. And he was like, bro, I want to hear more about that. Like blah, blah, blah. blah. And that's why I was like, and that's, I was leaving the space as soon. So I just let him know like, Hey, uh, if you, if you want to talk more about that or whatever else connect further, let's, it, we should definitely hop on a podcast. You seem like a super interesting dude. So. Okay. Do you, have you, have you, have you astral projected Chapo L? I honestly know nothing about it. I've heard, uh, oh. <laughs> talk about it, but I was really curious cause it was something like it's, it's dangerous or something because. You can be possessed easier. I think. Yeah, that was, man. That was so a- there's a few people in the space that uh, mention it um, in the money Twitter space. I've, I've seen log fits kind of touch on it. I've seen Deja Ru. Like I think Deja Ru posted like a gif yesterday or some shit. And it was like a gif of him leaving his like a gif of someone leaving their body. And he's like, should I do now or something like that? Um. So I've definitely seen it touched on in the space, but I don't think I've ever seen like in our space, like, you know, more masculine men, like trying to make money talking about this thing. And, um, it's a tool, man. It's absolutely a tool for growth. 
but it's also something that's very difficult to do and time consuming. Like it took me three years to leave my body once like working on it. Like, and it's not like I was obsessed with it and working on it every single day, but you know, it's something I did put my attention and energy to for three years before I could even do it once. So, so it is, what is, is it? A, it's, it's literally, so here's, here's a good debate to start off the topic is like, there's this debate that's, uh, you know, if you look into like spiritual, the more spiritual side of YouTube and dig deep into that, there's this ongoing debate, which is, you know, is astral projection lucid dreaming? Is it the same thing? Right. And uh, I've, I've astral projected 45 times now, and it's like 99.95% so clear to me that it is, it's not the same thing as lucid dreaming <laughs> based on the shit I've experienced. Um, and I think anyone that's done it a lot and like really put time into it will tell you that it is different. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's very difficult thing to do. I, I can definitely touch on like how to do it and like what can put you in the best state to do it and what the risks are, because there are risks just like with anything in life, you know, and, um, maybe uh, touch a little bit about, you know, one or two of the experiences that I've had that have been like super profound. Yeah. What, uh, w like, what is it? So it's getting out of your body and it's comparable, but not the same thing as lucid dreaming. So you, you see your, you, and essentially your soul with a body, your soul leaves your body. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. projection. Yes, more, more, more or less. I mean, um, yeah, like I've, I've literally like, all, um, I've literally like, so the way I do it is I roll out to like my left side because my right side of my bed is a wall. So I roll out to the left and I've like rolled out to the left and like look back at my body. And um, I've done that twice. And there's like, the first time I did it, I was able to see my body and it was kind of like more backwards at the time in the in the astral realm but um the the second time i did it it looked a little bit different and i was focused on something else so but yeah you literally leave your body man and uh it's been something that's been discussed through time like since ancient egypt like it, it it's something that's been going on forever you know and it's something that we've definitely it's more um stigmatized as like negative or you know people just don't talk about it anymore um, but it's something that is very difficult to understand. Like, I think it would be near impossible to like map out the astral realm and what's all possible there, because I've had multiple experiences where like I get when I'm out of my body and I'm like hanging out in my room or like I go walk outside when I'm out of my body, I have gotten like pulled into another like dimension, like just crazy level shit, you know? What are, so, the, what are the benefits of astral projection? So here have been the benefits for me. It, one, it's just been extremely humbling. There's a lot of different things you can do with it. Like you can talk to spirit guides. You can talk to your higher self, which is actually my next goal in astral projection is to contact my higher self. Like that is my next goal because of the last experience that I had. But um, yeah, spirit guides. You can technically time travel. Um, like you can 
experience past experiences or if you if you're really good at visualizing it well and you can even people have said i don't know if this is true 100 percent, but coming from the same sources that i've learned a lot about it from uh that have been right a lot of the time uh you can go into the, the future and experience you know what the future looks like potentially um people have claimed to be able to get lottery numbers from it um but i think in general it's uh, just garnering insight from consciousness, you know, as a I remember, whole. I remember when you were trying to get the lottery, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the, the thing about no, it, you would have got it though. The if thing about it, it, it's over. The thing about it is, man, is like once you start doing it and you get humbled by, you know, consciousness when you go out there, because there are a lot of risk factors. Like I've had more. Uh, you know, hit or miss and or negative experiences in the astral realm than I've had positive ones. Like over time, they've gotten more and more positive and I've gotten better at it. But at first it was very tricky, um, very difficult. And it definitely fucked with my energy quite a bit. Um, but over time, yes, that's just gotten better. Um, and uh, yeah, to, to avoid that, you really have to be in a good state in your life throughout the day and, you know, go into it with, and this is probably the most important part I'm about to say right here. You have to go into it with positive, good intentions or else you are going to come out of it fucked and humbled <laughs> every time. Gotcha. So, so yeah. So fucking your higher self, the fact that that's what you were going for and that that's what his name is, is hilarious. Why did oh, like, so, so yeah, I don't even, did you intentionally pick that name knowing that it was going to be super cool? Like, did you know that that would resonate with a lot of people? I honestly really, cause I, I created the name back when it wasn't really an aesthetics account. Right. So it was, it was like, Oh, like I'm going to be a motivational type of dude. And I was like, hmm, I'm 22 and I like I, I can't motivate anybody. I'm not a personal coach. Like <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm taking care of my own life before I'm taking care of someone else's. So I realized I was like, well, I like beautiful things. People also like beautiful things. And uh, your higher self kind of just stuck and especially with uh, I think the lettering really just helps it out. I was honestly thinking about changing the name, but I, I don't I tried changing and I was like, I, there's nothing else I can really change it to. You have a custom font, right? Yeah, it's yeah. 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 I could do that too, huh? Yeah, it's just you Google search it for like change Twitter font or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, cool. Um I'm curious so I'm curious what you have sold door to door and like what's that's been like. But um also I wanted to mention a story um about kind of what you're talking about that you know might be able to help you out or we might be able to connect you to someone. Um, uh, so we had a guy on the podcast, um, a week ago, Mindverse matrix on Twitter. He, uh, he's actually a big corporate salesman guy. And, uh, he just started out, um, by being a personal trainer. And then, you know, he put his application out and got a sales job where he's just on the phone, you know, like but, what, like cold calling people or. Uh, I don't know if it's cold calling or not, because I know it's a big corporation, like it's a fortune 500 company, you know, 
So he says he's uh, on the phones all day. So it probably is cold calling. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not I, but I do feel like being on the phone all day would have like health depletion to it. Like it might not be as good for your health as going door to door because then you're like outside more and yeah. you're just you know being more active. So right. pros and cons, but. Um, uh, yeah, what what have you been selling and like what has that been like? So this past summer, I got an opportunity to join one of the best solar companies, which I will not name, but I will say I was selling solar panels. Um, seriously, the best experience ever. It's, it's really hard because how can you say no to an offer where you, you can sell high ticket items for zero dollars down and no previous experience it's right just, it's just kind of like zero dollars down i'm literally like going up to their door and saying do you want free money because th- what they're paying right now to the electric company in in, P- in california pg&e territory and sdg&e and edison and all over california really is absolutely absurd because they pay like 80% to 70% in just the delivery of their power from the generation plant. So they use about $20 and they get charged $120 for their electric bill. They only use $20 of it? Yeah, like to power the house. And then everything else is just getting the power to their house. Oh. If you take out this grid system, all these electric lines and poles, and you produce the power at the house, you cut their electric bill in more than half most of the time. And okay. it's a no-brainer because you're building home equity. Your home's going to be worth more because it's supplying its own energy. And you're going to get it's, – it's really a no-brainer if it's done correctly. The only thing is is every single door in California has already been knocked by people who have <laughs> panels. So they're like, oh, solar, get the fuck out of my face kind of thing. So it really is the most saturated market. Damn. Is, but it's it's also like sometimes you'll find somebody who's like yeah i'm looking into solar panels and you're like that's a fucking layup like right but um it's overcoming a lot of like oh like i'm gonna get different quotes or your your price is too high it's like sir like the service will render is phenomenal like you're getting the a plus service you know and it's, it's it's the truth too and the thing i love about persuasion that i can do so well in solar is help people is persuasion versus manipulation is like persuasions getting people to buy things they should buy i think jordan belfort said that and then manipulation and i think this is coming from my own is getting people to buy things they shouldn't buy so 100 percent. that's that's an awesome point and i think that's a point that's a great point for any like newbie uh, that's like coming into the money Twitter space is like, don't sell shit that you like really don't fucking believe in, you know, because it's just going to scar your soul. <laughs> like literally. Um, Karma. Yeah. So I'm curious, do you, do you know a guy named uh, Elijah Pasaka? He, uh, he was, he would, he reached out to me about the, the solar panel thing and going out there and doing door to door, literally like what you're describing. The only, the, literally the only reason I didn't do it is because uh you know i still have my military contract but yeah if i if i would have i would have been in there (laughs) like that's such a great opportunity so 
it, it's really like a booming industry because the next two years, there's going to be more solar panels installed in, I think, the United States as a whole in the past 48 years. Hmm. If that's happening in the sunniest states like Florida, Texas, Arizona, and California. Yeah, selling selling something. Uh, what was the quote? Selling something. So getting people to buy things they should buy. Right. That is so fire. Yeah. And being on board with solar panels. Yeah. I mean, you already explained all the benefits of it. I'm ready to buy right now, bro. For real. You <laughs> set some up, dude. Yeah. And you are in Arizona, right? Yes, sir. Honestly, dude, I could set you up with some. Just go hook up the whole apartment complex, bro. So you're in an apartment complex? Yeah. It's so hard to do commercial. You got to oh, do of course. Yeah, I could not imagine. Um, have Sometimes. you sold any? Have you sold anything else, or just solar? That's my first sales job ever, and cool. uh, it's it's huge. The, the takeaways were just awesome. I absolutely learned so much about myself, persuasion, and just really like kind of being a leader too like really taking responsibility because I was working for myself out there at the end of the day. You know, like I had to do some work for it today because one of my clients was, you know, acting up. And uh, at the end of the day, like it's putting yourself in hard situations is what's going to get you better no matter what it is. Yeah. You have a a limited number of days on this earth. And if you're not trying to, and this is something that everybody struggles with, but doing something out of your comfort zone, you know, whether that's working out, whether that's, uh, you know, fucking applying for a new job or whatever it is, but it's, uh, life's precious at the end of the day, you know, and I'm, I'm thankful to put myself to be able to choose my struggle. And that's what that was, is I yeah. got to choose what I was going to struggle with. And it turned out to be amazing. We're incredibly lucky. That's what that, we're incredibly lucky to be able to choose our struggle. A lot of people don't get to choose their struggle and they certainly don't make any money off of it, you know? And I mean, especially when you look at history from, uh, I mean, this is literally the best time ever. I think, like you said, uh, pretty much every single person that I know is in a state of uncomfort right now simply to get life experience and results and honestly if if anybody isn't like that then i don't really give a fuck about them i mean i care but like i there's no there's no way i can care you know yeah we're just at the point where we don't have time for it literally like you said chapo bro i'm gonna fucking die bro like i am going to die and i don't want to Okay, so unfulfillment is probably the most dangerous thing in my mind. If you don't fulfill the things that you have set out or sought after in the first place, and I mean, of course, there are certain things, right? Like if you don't fulfill your diet, that's different. But if you don't become who you want to become and you you give up on yourself, which is what a lot of people do, to me, that is just actual, like, I think it's like being dead without actually being dead. I think a lot of people are alive, but they're not living, which is cliche, but that's exactly why I do so many things I'm scared of because I know if I don't, I'll never get results. And 
Yeah, I mean, door knocking would be one of those things. I'm tired. It was like a midnight here. Yeah, damn. Why did we schedule it for that? Oh, because Cody had work. Oh. Uh, yeah, bro. Fucking hey, you want to just wrap it up? I mean, shit. Like we could go on forever. That's the thing. Yeah, do you you have any like final questions or thoughts? Um, you got to get on here again, bro. Shit, we could just talk about history and finessing and I'm about it. Fucking um, whatever, dude. Oh, MMA. Holy shit. What uh you gotta get an opulence, bro. Opulence, what's that? It's the group that we have. A little okay. community. Yeah, we talk a lot about uh martial arts, psychology, health and fitness, and then copywriting, ghostwriting, email marketing, everything. Um if I have a friend who You don't is, got friends, bro. I've, I've told I've told him about this Twitter sphere and he he uh wants some new people to follow who should he follow besides us three obviously who should oh, man. I, oh, can, man. I can definitely give you some good ones on this uh i don't know i don't know what does he want to learn hold up what does he want to learn yeah yeah what, what does he want to learn? learn yeah let's say he's based and he's not necessarily oh because he's he's in the same career as i am right now and uh I've, I've just been kind of red pilling him on tanning your nuts, not wearing any underwear, and like uh, just kind of being ungovernable. Of course, that's that's kind of what it's about here. But uh, what accounts would you guys recommend to him off the bat to follow? Uh, I got Chris Cody. Yeah, yeah. So Solbra, Brute Day Force, uh, Log Fits. Uh, Colty's a good one. Colty I would Rob. say those first three. I would I mean, say the first two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're Solbra and, and Brute Force, and you could probably just do that for the rest of your Twitter and be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it. I mean, there's a lot of great accounts, man. And like the thing is, is once you start looking into it, you see who these accounts interact with as well. You and see then those, everybody, those, and you're just exposed to it all at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and sure. then. And then you start to see, like, you know, what's going on. You start making sense of the whole community and who's who and who's doing what. And, you know, it comes with time. But Some good dudes in the eighth, I thought, though, right? Aren't you in the eighth? I am. Yeah, I there's am. probably a bunch of good dudes in there. Shout out to uh, Dante's Leo and uh, Ego Driven. Yeah, e Ego uh, is going to be on here. We're going to get him on here. Fucking that guy is – I've never actually talked to him, but he's, he's a homie for sure. Yeah, he's a fucking sweet dude. Uh Grew his account to like thirty two thousand in like a couple months, just kind of being like a straight up like truth, truth uh, rocket. Yeah, time. he's a. Uh, I fuck with him big time. I mean, if you don't fuck with him, it's probably I don't really understand that. Yeah, he's just yeah, he's real. Yeah, man, he he goes a good one too. There's so many good accounts, man. There's so many good ones to follow and learn from. And it's like you were saying earlier. It's just like this beautiful fucking tunnel of just knowledge and information that's just gonna level you up so quickly does it know? piss you off seeing everybody else getting all this cash and ass and shit and no it, it doesn't piss me off but does it like fuel you it motivates me for sure because like they're not any more special than me fuck no not even like, close to it everyone's equal in this life and if you want something you gotta go out and fucking get it exactly you know? thing with twitter is like you can get all this information you can get all this shit but like if you're not actually doing shit day to day then it's not even worth your time like you're just wasting Definitely. Time. 
you know what I've noticed, bro, is like people will and uh, people will just ask questions forever, just for like the dopamine hit of the thought that they could do it. You know, they'll ask uh, any influencer, brute they force, right? They'll ask brute uh, just something, just to ask a question, just to like, just to, just to do it. You know, just to pretend for a second that they would actually become whatever they're asking. When in reality, they don't. Uh, it's a lot of mental masturbation on the timeline. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what. That's exactly it. Uh, but I, yeah, yeah, I try to stay away. Like Twitter, honestly, I'm not even on it that much anymore. I mean, I'm on it, but I, I mean, I will be on it more eventually. But right now, I'm just building my fucking businesses, bro. I don't really have time for it. And most of the stuff on there these days is just like people celebrating their wins and a lot of like normal based takes and shit and just like just normal money Twitter shit, but a lot of shit that I just don't need to be seeing because I need to be busy getting this paper, you know? Yeah. And that's why like aesthetics is super easy because I can literally just pick two pictures. Post yeah. It, yeah. Throw my following. And I've had people offer me money for my account. Like obviously I, I, I think I can make more money than what they're offering me from it. But also, like, if, if I grow an account to $50,000 and someone wants to pay me a dollar for each follower, I'll do that. Like, why yeah, why not? Honestly, like, the only reason I'm my Twitter is completely still is just because I'm not doing shit. But if I were to grow my Twitter, which I will soon, I'm just going to buy retweets and it's over with. Yeah. If, honestly, it's not hard to uh, make it in the digital age because you can just manufacture an audience. But you also got to have some authenticity to it, obviously. But like, if you're just paying for exposure and then people will follow you off of what you like, of course. But um, I think the cra- the craziest thing to me today is just like the amount of narcissism that technology has brought in amongst, amongst everybody, you know? Oh man, big time. Instagram's a curse. TikTok is a curse. Fucking Twitter can be a curse. Oh, yeah. Everything's like, really distracting today like you said earlier in this podcast is your attention spans the number one thing that you need to preserve today because it's the only thing that gives you a shot at being something great and if you aren't really trying to harness like a, a set time of hours that you just focus on your one goal whatever that is then you're really not living up to your fullest potential at the end of the day you know most of us never do okay but fact is, is that you need to overcome all of the societal weights because you, so you can actually be free. Because we're not really born into this world free. We're kind of subject to our life as is. Like our, our death is entirely our own in the sense that we are born into this world. Just like another statistic in a sense. And, that's, and you have to like go out and define your own life to make it work. Like people are always saying uh, BLM, you know, all lives matter, you know, why lives matter, whatever it is. I like to think like no lives matter until you actually make it worth living. I fuck with that for sure. Yeah. I fuck with heavy, man. Yeah. That's the thing is there's a lot of people that are claiming that their life matters for like really no reason. If, I mean, they don't, they don't do anything. You know, they're just kind of a buyer. They're just a consumer. And our dopamine today is obviously fried. 
I mean, just fried down to the down to the the bottom of the wire or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, I think. Uh, oh, so I deleted YouTube off my phone. It's probably the best decision of your life, huh? Ever. <laughs> Big time. I did this. I have thing. YouTube Premium too, so I could just watch shit in the background forever. That's crazy. And it's a motherfucking bitch, bro. I'll tell you that. Sometimes, like, I'll download it to go and, like, list, like, to actually get an answer for something. Or occasionally, I'll just download it to, like, go watch, like, one or two creators that I enjoy that I can just go, <clears throat> like, mindless. Like, uh, there's one dude on there named Field Days who just goes to, like, abandoned islands and survives. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's sick as fuck. He's Australian. He's hilarious. <clears throat> so I'll just, like, watch that 30 minutes and then, all right, I'm back to work, you know? But, yeah, YouTube is a motherfucker. YouTube Shorts is TikTok, same same concept. Yeah, that's yeah, it's one hundred percent the same exact thing, bro. You know what's a bitch too is on Pinterest. You can get caught up in those fucking videos too. On Pinterest, you gotta be careful. Luckily, I'm not on Pinterest, but yeah. Oh, you don't get any of your pictures. Uh, I have a Pinterest account. I just don't have an app for it, and I don't check. Good, it. good, good, good. Honestly, it's the fucking easiest thing to start an aesthetics account. Looking back, like yeah, my my profile. Overall, look it's got like a unique name or whatever but if you just tweet cool pictures pictures or memes alone will get you fucking follows and likes if they're good did you follow aop at all aop art of purpose yeah in eight for a minute he got kicked out because i'm pretty sure he's like broad or whatever you know i'm pretty sure a lot of people like don't like him or something yeah the dude as a picture of what's his fucking name? Pitt, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, yeah. Brad Pitt in the profile picture. So I can't imagine like like I me personally, and I kind of realized this when I came on Money Twitter, but I don't want to wear another man's jersey. You know, I don't want to be a fucking fan for <laughs> Yeah, I mean, of course not. I wanna be a fan for my fucking self. You know, I, I don't wanna cause this is one thing I see a lot on college campuses is there's these guys, not always in a frat, but sometimes they will be. And I don't hate frats necessarily, but basically they're obsessed with sports and what the latest fucking statistics are on their wide receiver, their fantasy team. And they're obsessed. It takes up so much of their time. The majority of their conversation is about that. And they spend all Saturday drinking beer, screwed to the fucking screen. And it's a religion to them. They have no life outside of it. And they're they're majoring in something really dumb. Usually it's like, oh, I want to go into like, you know, sports reporting or whatever. It's like you're not gonna oh, bro. Dude, I'm sorry. Dude, oh, are you I getting internships? They're like, yeah, it's not that that doesn't really work for my degree. I'm like, oh, so you went into a dumb degree. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> well, those I that so much, man. <laughs> so many of the military guys are the same way, dude. They're just like talking about, you know, the basketball game, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes, sorry, go on. My bad. It's crazy, dude. And it's like, man. You're just giving attention and energy to these other people and you're not, you know, producing your own energy and in success story. Like you're just you're just giving to someone else's. Why does MMA feel different? 
because MMA doesn't happen that often and there's no defined team and there's a lot of Americans. There's a lot of different fighters and you only want to watch it like once every three months, by all means, like have your own thing, have your one team that you'll watch on Saturday by all means. But like, don't let it consume your fucking life. That's yeah. Yeah. a lot of people. Of course. Yeah. I don't even think I mean, uh... MMA is just the most timeless sport ever. I mean, wrestling is the first sport of all time. Apparently, they weren't playing basketball. Right. No, honestly, like the basketball is just kind of a dumb sport. Martial arts is an art. Yeah. Oh, martial arts. You know, it's, it's yeah. It's, oh, it, it certainly is, bro. It's it's, it's special. It's special, and I feel like majority of the people that watch it also either do train it themselves or watch it as. I mean, there's a lot of people that watch it for entertainment who have no idea what the fuck's going on. They just want to see someone get cracked. But a lot of people watch it for like education. I watch it. I watch fights and like I like I watch fights. I need to learn. He just jumped over to fucking guard. Like oh, he's exactly. Yeah, Rogan is so clutch. The announcers, the UFC is just such a sick fucking company. Yeah, that's really what it is too. Because like Bellator and shit, Bellator's lame. No one wants to watch that shit. I mean, it's all right. It's all right. It's not the UFC. The UFC is UFC is UFC. It's the first to ever do it. To the ultimate fighting championship. Dana White. Well, they're they have great everything. Their marketing team is ridiculous. Yeah, and they let their fighters do whatever the fuck they want for the most part. Dana doesn't hold them like on a leash. You know, Izzy can go smoke weed. Sean O'Malley, bro. Like nowadays, yeah, yeah. Took a while to get there because Nick Nick Diaz was suspended for like what five six years for marijuana. Was he? Yeah, yeah. There's literally like a trial or like him being charged. Like and they asked him, they're like, "Were you, were you high during this fight?" And he's like, Fifth Amendment." Oh no way! Yeah, really? Because holy to, fuck! Recently, it started to get destigmatized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Honestly, Nate was blowing smoke in that fucking press conference. It still should have a stigma of like it makes you dumb because it, it will if you smoke too much of it all the time. It, it saps your energy, no doubt. Like, yeah. like Cody was saying, it, it keeps you at a level 400 instead of 10,000. That's not good. That's what I noticed too is uh, anytime I try to go over, just get insanely productive and I'm blowing bulls, uh, usually I crash. Yeah. Like, I crash hard, and I can't really maintain it. Sometimes, though, if I just blow enough bulls and drink enough coffee, I'll just have my heart rate just like, doo, 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 and I'll, I'll get some shit done. But it's not a it's not a good fuel to burn, you know? Right. Right. 100%. It's yeah. not sustainable for the long run, for sure. No, not at all. Let's get some, uh, let's get some final thoughts going. Um, I'm excited to post this. This was really fun. Yeah, <laughs> man, this was incredible. Thank uh so much for having me you uh i i asked you uh the last question and we just kind of went on a rant there but you have any last that's questions? how it should be bro that's how it should be do you, are, do you do any podcast or anything yourself like do you have one no i don't i don't i uh my buddy's been talking about it but he's not serious he's not in the twitter sphere at all i've tried to red pill him but he's just uh, oh bro you gotta forget about him bro he ain't gonna make it bro it took me it took me so long to red pill Brandon, bro. Like, <laughs> I wasn't like, I wasn't really blue pilled though. Yeah, you weren't blue pilled by any means, but yeah. I was still a it's, savage. I just didn't know shit. I just had such a shitty ego. I thought I was the shit for no reason, which was like good for getting girls and stuff, obviously. But 
it's not good when you get into real life because <laughs> I'm just not even close to where I want to be yet, <laughs> you know. But yeah, so that was dope. Um, I'm probably going to post this. Uh, I got to figure out what's going on with my editing software. I'll figure it out today or tomorrow and then I'll post it uh, right after that. But I think the main part of this that a lot of people will take is persuasion. Um, just your mindset in general. I think you got a sick mindset. And uh, I don't know. I think the, I've kind of forgot. I'm going to have to go re-listen to it to remember everything we talked about. But uh, yeah, this was fucking dope, obviously. Yeah, I think there was a ton of insight for whoever's listening in there, you know? For sure. I think there might be some listeners who like re-listen to it for certain parts. So just to sure. just to just to double back, we want you guys to follow sports teams. <laughs> Wholeheartedly follow the, the, the Patriots. Do um, not train MMA. And persuasion is sinister. Do not do it. All right. Okay. Yeah. But uh, all right, boys. Um, this was dope. I'm just gonna end the recording. Thank you for listening, motherfuckers, and I will see you guys next time. Peace. Doggies. Doggies, peace.